Date of recording, the 24th of November, 2021. Welcome to the final episode of Let's Talk Media with Vedanta Kari. For today's episode, we're talking about graduation during COVID-19. And my guest for today is Miss Laura Cook. Hey, Laura, welcome to the final episode. Hello, Vedan. I'm so glad to be here to talk about all things uh, graduation and COVID related with you. Of course, you just want to quickly introduce yourself. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Laura Cook. Uh, it's kind of weird because it you'd think it's spelled C-O-O-K, but it's K-O-C-H. Uh, random facts there. Um, but yeah, I am in the same po- uh, position as Vedant pretty much. Um, senior graduating a semester early, obviously during the middle of the pandemic, or I guess maybe not middle, but kind of towards the end, hopefully the end. Um, just trying to figure out where to go from here after being at Ithaca. I've always had this question. Are you related to the Koch brothers? I am not. I wish. That would be nice. But I'm not, no. As far as I know, I'm not. I don't know. Maybe, but... I always wondered that about you when I first met. Yeah, I I don't think so. I mean, I've never done, like, the Ancestry.com stuff, so who knows? Who knows? But, mm-hmm. And so just for context, Laura and I are graduating in December 2021, that time of recording. That's in two weeks. It's crazy, yeah. Yeah, so how did you end up graduating early in December? I was super thankful for my high school. We had uh, lots of like AP classes and something called SUPA since I grew up in Syracuse. So we had like Syracuse University class credit. So I took lots of those. Uh, and that was able to help me get lots of transfer credits coming into Ithaca. Thankfully, they accepted them. So uh, between that and then just kind of loading up my semesters just a little bit more than usual, I was able to do two minors plus my major, obviously, and then graduate a semester early so I can, you know, hopefully save some money. Um, but yeah, definitely the the high school credits helped out a lot. What are your majors and minors? Yeah, so uh, just like you, I am television and radio, and I'm also a minor in Spanish and a minor in linguistics. That's awesome, (laughs) linguistics. Yeah, and as you know, I made my own little podcast about linguistics too, so. What is it called, Laura? It is Linguistics with Laura, some alliteration there. Uh, So if you're interested in listening to that, it's on Spotify and, you know, all the other podcast streaming uh, services so you can check that out too you know it's funny there's so many things i would have loved to minor in as well and major in but you can only do so much what would you have liked to minor in if you could i think i i definitely would have done like a screenwriting and what is it called it's uh writing for screen media or Ri- no writing, writing for writing for film and tv film and tv that i would love to have done that um philosophy i think would be really cool and um writing just like as a just plain writing, I think would be really cool. I would have loved to have done that too. I was a psychology minor and that was really helpful as a television person, but I wish I did a writing minor or a screenwriting minor, like in hindsight, and I'll get into that later. Yeah, me Um, too. But yeah, that's super cool that you got to graduate a semester early. And I also have a couple of AP credits, some APUSH, AP Gov. And I was also in the IB diploma program. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. My high school didn't have that, but I, I have heard of it. Okay, good. Because most of the people I've met have like have been like, what the hell is IB? Really? I, I, From what I've heard, it's like kind of intense, right? It's super intense. It's like yeah. AP, but on steroids. Oh my God. Yeah. That, ooh, maybe, maybe I'm glad that my high school didn't have that. Oh, you're super glad. Yeah. <laughs> 
cool to impressive that you that you did it though. Thank you. So yeah, I did AP and the IB diploma program. So that's how I got 15 credits when I came in. So I, I'm also graduating in December 2021 like you. Yeah. It's just so it's... cool that, you know, during a pandemic especially, we just get to get out of this place. It really is. Um, I, I definitely feel, and I think COVID has been a big factor in this, I feel ready to graduate. You know, I'm, I'm ready for the next chapter and the next step. So. And, and so since we talked a little bit of high school, did college go a lot faster for you because of COVID? Yes, college went by so fast, just like a, you know, snap. It, college went by so fast, just like snap of the finger. Um, high school, you know, kind of dragged on a little bit. And I feel like you do so much physical growing in high school. College is a lot more of sort of mental and emotional growth, at least for me. Right. But yeah, it went by so fast. And, you know, with the pandemic and graduating a semester early, it's just like, whoa, you know, I was just a freshman and now I'm graduating, which is insane. It is crazy. And I think we only had three semesters in person, like fully before COVID. So really we only got three semesters. Yeah, that is, you know, it's when I think about that, I get kind of sad because I think, wow, you know, I mean, my freshman year of, you know, our freshman year of college, there was no COVID at that point. And it was one of the best years of my life. I had so much fun. I met some great people. I did some great things. You know, we both did uh, WICB uh, radio and everything. So that was super fun. And I really missed that during the pandemic. Um, yeah, and I miss just going places, going to concerts, hanging out with friends, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and during the pandemic, didn't have that. And it was definitely sad, but I think as much as we could, I think we made the most of it and we'll have a, a story to tell about college for sure. We will. And so how did COVID-19 impact your college plans, like study plans? First, I think one of the biggest things was my study abroad plans because um, I was planning on going to Spain for a summer in 2020. And that obviously didn't work out with COVID. Uh, I was able to go in 2021 for the summer, which I'm super thankful for. You know, it it wasn't the best that COVID was still going on there and we had to mask, uh, mask up everywhere, but I would, I'm just happy I was able to go first of all. And um, I know like a lot of my friends wanted to go to London for a semester. They didn't get to do that at all because of COVID. Um, so that definitely, altered some plans that I had. Um, but again, just glad that I was able to go. And it was a little bit crazy because my whole plan was to go to Spain in the summer of 2020 and then come to Los Angeles for the semester um, during this current time, our last semester here. Um, but what I had to do was, because I, I had to go to Spain this past summer in 2021, I had to pretty much go to Spain for two months come back, have like three weeks in between that and then coming out to LA. So it's been a bit of a crazy year, yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy, but I'm just, again, happy I was able to do what I wanted to do, even though it was not at all the way that I planned that it would be. Um, and, you know, in terms of other things like classes, um, I think I was able to take pretty much everything that I wanted uh, and that COVID didn't have a huge impact on that. Some classes being remote, uh, was a bit challenging at times, but since we did have a couple 
in-person semesters after the fact or, you know, after COVID was really, really bad, I think uh, I was still able to to take some like television classes, like uh, advanced studio production, broadcast performance in person, which I really wanted to do. So it worked out in the long run. Again, we made the most of it. Uh, definitely wasn't ideal by any means, but um, kind of is what it is. And at some point you just have to accept that this is life, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, we'll have stories to tell about college. Oh, well, we will indeed have stories, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And so yeah, COVID-19 also impacted my study plans and more in like the classwork. Mm -hmm. Like, I think around March 2020, I was applying to internships, summer 2020 internships. I applied to Sesame Street, uh, the 2020 Olympics, a lot of them, and Sesame Street has canceled their internship program. And that would have been really helpful if I did that. Yeah, did a lot of uh, the places that you applied for just cancel internships altogether? Yeah, I know one of my friends who has a job now, she told me that when she was applying for jobs, then they just scrubbed all the application windows clean. Like they just removed all the applications because they're like, yeah, we're not hiring anybody. Yeah, that's so tough. You know, and as and I know we'll touch on this a bit later, but as hard as it is for us because this pandemic is still going on, it you know, just continues to linger in our lives. Um, I will say I'm thankful that we didn't graduate when it was first kind of hitting the oh, world yeah. because, like you just said, I mean that must have been insane. You know, you just imagine I don't know graduating in in the December before that, and you're trying to find a job, and then couple months later the pandemic hits or even that um that may or june like pandemic was still kind of full throttle and i don't know what i would have done i st i still don't really know but i feel like at least for us we've adapted to the situation a little bit more and the circumstances of the pandemic and that doesn't mean that things are back to normal for for jobs and careers but definitely a little bit better than i guess uh what some of our other friends who are a couple years ahead of us had to go through. Yeah, class of 2020, class of December 2019, like we are definitely privileged in some sense because we had some time to adjust to this idea of COVID before they did. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it when it, when it happened, it was all just such a shock. And I was even talking to my parents and they're a little bit on the older side uh, if they're listening to this, sorry. <laughs> but um, I, I'm just outing them as being a little bit old. But they were they were telling me that, um, you know, they, they've lived through a lot of different historical events and moments over the past, you know, however many decades. But this pandemic was really unlike anything that they'd ever lived through. It was just so directly affecting everyone's lives in so many different ways. I mean, economically, um, mm -hmm. socially, health, every everything you can think of just was totally like derailed. Yeah, I think every generation has that defining moment. Like for millennials, it was 9-11 and the financial crisis of 08. But for us, Gen Z, this is a defining moment, the COVID-19 pandemic, because we're becoming young adults right as this pandemic swings towards us. Without a doubt. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like this is going to be something that will define like our kind of years of coming of age and becoming an adult which are some of the most formative years of your life one could argue so for us to go through this at this time is is definitely going to make history and it's going to stick with us for a long time 
a long time. Like they're saying that COVID might not even go away. We just have to learn to live with it by getting vaccinated and getting booster shots. Yeah, I think that that could be true. I think I know a lot of people have compared it to um, like the typical flu, even though there are differences between those two things. But who knows, right? I mean, I've thought about, you know, here we are. We've got um, the booster shots now out and available to certain people. So, um, it, you know, it might be that sort of situation where every year, every six months, you know, you just get your COVID booster shot and you get your flu shot and it just sort of becomes that way. But who knows? Maybe it won't be like that. Maybe it'll be totally different. We just we don't really know yet. But yeah, who knows? Yeah. And so did you ever consider taking a gap semester or a gap year because you have that extra six month window? I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you asked that because that moment, which I'm sure you remember very well after, let's see. So it was after, obviously, we got sent home for that first semester when COVID hit. Um, for us, yeah, it was spring 2020. Yeah. Um, and that was our sophomore year. Um, going into that next semester, so that would have been fall 2020, um, for a really long time, like up until I think, I want to say August, we were told that we'd be going back in person and, you know, changes, masks and everything and distancing. Um, and some classes would be online. And then we got, you know, I want to say pretty short notice that it was going to be uh, a remote semester. And I know me and my friends and I were kind of like, oh, my God, you know, this isn't what we wanted. I mean, we we get it. But like, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, I still I was at that point planning on graduating a semester early. So I thought maybe, you know, take a semester off until we go back in person and then just graduate kind of at the quote normal time. Um, and, and something too that was big for me was I'm like a television ma- television and radio major. So I want to do things in person. You know, it's a pretty hands-on yeah. major. So I felt a bit a bit wrong to me and, and silly in a way to do that remote. But I didn't end up doing the gap year or the gap semester rather because I did a lot of talking with friends, family, my parents, etc. And um, some of my friends and I decided to get an apartment in downtown Ithaca and do our remote semester together so it wouldn't be total, you know, hell. I don't know if I can say that. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so we ended up doing that and I'm glad that we did that. It worked out. I was able to take classes that translated well to being online so i just focused on all of those classes you know some of the ones that you just sort of have to get out of the way very um reading writing heavy and it was able to work out again wasn't ideal but um you just got gotta work with it and live with it but i did definitely consider taking a gap semester and i know a lot of people who who considered it and i know lots of people who did take gap semesters too yeah so it was definitely a big trend or thing that people considered i wasn't considering taking a gap semester but then um in july 2020 my great uncle he he died of covid and so when that happened it it was a shock and when that happened my parents were like no you're not going back to campus because this is a very scary and dangerous situation like it just took one of us away yeah yeah and i'm so sorry that happened i mean that i can i can totally understand that just that that's another thing that covid caused was it wasn't just you know financial or um, social, but it was like, it was scary, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, people were dying and are dying from this and it's, it's not, you know, that, that simple or that easy and you have to take it seriously. Um, and so, you know, I can totally understand where you're coming from with that and your family. 
I was lucky because I didn't have an experience like that. I know one of my friends had an uncle who also passed away from COVID. Um, but when you hear stories like that, you just realize, you know, oh my God, this is really, you know, if, if you didn't realize it beforehand, when you know someone who did either get COVID or, you know, God forbid, pass away from COVID, it's, you really feel the personal yeah. weight of it. Yeah. So it's tough. Yeah. My dad got COVID about a month ago and he's diabetic, but fortunately he was vaccinated. So he was able to recover, but you know, if he wasn't vaccinated, I don't know what would have happened. And I feel like people didn't realize how serious it was until it started impacting like their own family and or people like their age. Like there were kids and teenagers, young adults who were getting and even dying of COVID. Yeah. It, it was crazy to witness um, even indirectly some of the ways in which people sort of didn't take it seriously, mm -hmm. you know, whether it was not caring about um, social or physical distancing or um, not wearing masks, uh, things like that. Obviously, nobody wants to do that just for fun, mm -hmm. but it was a serious situation and we all had to do um, what we all had to do. And I think, you know, I heard lots of stories over past year and a half or so of people who didn't take it seriously and then they either got COVID or knew someone who got it and maybe knew someone who passed away and then they changed their outlook on the situation real fast you know yeah there's sadly some people who got COVID and still didn't take it seriously yeah I mean at, at a certain point I it's like you know to each their own but just I guess stay away from the people who are not taking it seriously yeah you know? And so, yeah, I um, just want to go back to the whole college thing. Um, so I was taking a lot of production classes before COVID hits. And then when COVID hit, I started taking like more writing and development classes. I was very confused about what I wanted to do in television because I feel like in television, mostly you hear about stuff like being a director, cinematographer, camera person. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was sort of the same for me too, was I, I realized that... Um, just for me personally, my interest in like the media um, industry and industries is more so kind of development and writing and a lot of the story and world building side of it and a little bit less so of the um, technical um, side of things, whether that's editing or DPing, what I don't even know. Um, for me, at least, I definitely felt like it was a good opportunity um, to focus more on that because that's something you need a little bit less of hands-on and less of people all being in like the same room close yeah. proximity so um i know for me during that fall semester last year so fall 2020 i took um a screenwriting class i think it's technically for film majors and writing for uh, film tv and emerging media that's what it's called that's the major yeah um I think it was like technically for them, but I worked a little magic and I was able to take the class because I was really interested in it. And I, I did learn a lot, you know, it was remote, but I still learned quite a lot. So I think overall, I'm glad I, I followed that path and ended up not taking the gap semester. But yeah, I do understand people who did it and yeah. And you also started a podcast during that time and like the development writing style. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up too, because yeah, as, as I said a bit earlier, I made the Linguistics with Laura podcast because I had always thought, you know, I, I do like public speaking. I enjoy that and I like writing. So maybe I should make a podcast. I think that'd be pretty cool. And here's this kind of random topic that I like learned a lot about um, at Ithaca and in high school a little bit too. So I thought, okay, you know, the world is kind of falling apart. So maybe <laughs> I should just do this and I don't know, provide some form of 
entertainment to whoever cares enough to listen. And so, yeah. And so between all of those factors, I thought, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to just going to do this. I didn't know a whole lot about podcasting at the time. Um, and you know, I'm by no means an expert now either, but I, I just wrote out a script, um, made some edits. I consulted with some YouTube videos and some of my notes from one of my linguistics classes, actually a couple of my linguistics classes that I took at Ithaca and made a whole script. I uh, recorded myself reading the script, um, you know, had to make lots of edits because I made lots of errors in my speech, but that happens. Um, sort of, you know, learned a little bit of like editing audio again, by no means an expert on that, but uh, I just kind of wanted to try it. And I just thought, you know, this is a good time to, to do some sort of passion project. So I'm just going to do it. And so that's kind of how it happened. I like how you mentioned passion project because I know a lot of media students like television, film, who started their own projects during the pandemic, whether it be podcasts or video series, vlog series. A lot of people from our class started their own creative projects during COVID and yours and mine are just a byproduct of that. Definitely, yeah. So again, it's, it's kind of going back to that idea of obviously this is not an ideal situation by any means. It's kind of terrible, but it's it's sort of, it's it's inspirational when you look back at it in a way because it's like, okay, here's this terrible situation. Um, and, you know, forgive the kind of cheesy saying, but um, take, uh, what is it? Make lemonade out of uh, lemons. Is that it? <laughs> What's this? You know, the, the one. When the life, lemon you, when life, when life gives, gives you lemons, lemons make, make lemonade. lemonade. <laughs> there it is. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, that. I think it's it's a classic example of that, just taking a really tough time and tough situation and saying, okay, I'm experiencing this now. There's not much I can do about it, but this is something that I've always wanted to do. Haven't really had the time because school, work, whatever. And now it's like, you do have the time. You're home sitting on the couch. So might as well, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we are talking about like crew work and development stuff. I was in the same boat, like I mentioned, where I was doing all these production stuff, but I just, my heart just wasn't a hundred percent into them. Like I like doing it, but I couldn't see myself doing this for like my, the rest of my life. And so when COVID hit, I started writing, did this podcast, and then I started taking development and writing classes. And now I'm, I mean, for now, at least I want to go into pre-production now. And I feel a lot more content in that than production. Like there's a, there's an avenue for everybody, not just production stuff. Totally agree. Totally. And it's, it's so nice to hear you say that too, because that's something that I think a lot about. And, and, you know, I learned a lot at Ithaca in the park school. One thing I felt a bit challenged by was there is this emphasis on production, 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 technical stuff, knowing all this, which is really good. You know, those are the skills that you might need to have depending on what your job is. But in my kind of heart of hearts, I prefer that sort of pre-production development side coming up with a story and really that that's what I care about the most that's why I wanted to be in um, a communication student and a media and entertainment student is because I want to tell stories that have meaning and matter to people and that is my pet my like true passion and that's why I want to be in this industry and I will say I do feel sometimes 
um, a bit insecure about my technical skills and knowledge just because I'm just less interested in that side of things, whether it's editing or I don't know, shooting um, with a camera, et cetera. I've definitely learned a lot at Ithaca I've, because coming into college, I really had like pretty little experience in, in um, you know, production. I had a little bit in high school. We had a broadcast journalism class and that was really good too. But um, I still felt like I didn't know a whole lot. So now I at least feel like I have definitely a baseline level of, of um, technical skills. I want to change gears now and talk about workaholism because I know during COVID there was this huge emphasis on mental health. So how did that tune out for you during COVID? Yeah, I think that is a huge factor in the whole situation of quarantine and the pandemic um, because especially in America, something I learned from going to Spain is that there's just less of that element of work, 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 you know, produce, 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 do, do, do. Um, of course, that's going to be in any um, any place you go to an extent. But I think here in the U.S., it's just so ingrained in our brains and in our society, even from when we start school, you know, you have to ace every test and you have to uh, study, study, study and do this thing, volunteer and this, this, this and this, which is good. But at some point it just becomes a bit too much and we lose sight of I need time for me. That's something that I really realized that I have, I have a problem with that idea of, you know, you, you always have to be doing something. Mm -hmm. I mean, God forbid you take like a week for yourself to just relax and like, you know, regroup mentally, emotionally, physically. And so I think one of the few good things about the pandemic was that we had a long time to do that. I mean, it was such an extreme situation that basically everyone got sent home and was just with their families, forced to just be with people or or be alone, you know, be, be kind of confined into a space, um, which is, is, you know, can be boring, people get depressed, et cetera, et cetera. So that was a whole negative side of that. But there is that one good side of, okay, this is my chance. Literally the world is like on shutdown right now. I'm gonna take time for me. I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to watch that show I've never seen, watch that movie I've never watched, uh, you know, write a blog or read a book. It's all those things that we say, oh, I'll do that later. You know, I'll do that when I have more time. When COVID hit, it was like, okay, well now is the time, you know? So, and that's not to say like, you know, you have to be, you have to be, um, I don't know, doing something like, oh, I have to read this book now mm -hmm. because there's this opportunity, this like opportunity since everyone's home, I have to do this thing. It's, but it was really just, you have to do whatever you need for yourself, right. you know? So whether that means, sleeping all day and whether that means writing a book whether that means reading a book watching a movie whatever it is for you for your mental health your emotional well-being i think that was one good thing about covid it was like i have this chance to do this now whatever the this is in that situation you know it definitely put the world on stop and so i, I really i mean i'm not saying it was worth a pandemic but i'm just saying that it allowed a lot of people to at least have the opportunity to reset and take time for themselves. And another thing, because we're college students is, I mean, this is presuming that you had a good family life, is that you got to spend 
one last time with your family members before you go off into the real world. Absolutely, yeah. And it, and it's good that you bring up the point about, you know, not everyone has a good um, home life and family situation. A lot of people, a lot of people do not have that. So that was a bad, you know, a really bad thing about the pandemic and being kind of quarantined, confined at home. Um, so it's important to recognize that too. Um, but for those people who who do who are fortunate enough to have that nice family situation and home life, um, which I'm I'm fortunate enough to say, like I I feel safe when I'm at home with my family. Uh, it was really it was nice in that regard because we don't know where we're going to be, what we're going to be doing. Yeah. That's another byproduct of being a communications major is there isn't really a set path that we're uh, expected to follow. It's kind of just up in the air, super broad, super vague. Um, which can be fun, but it's also kind of frightening. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but that was, that was the thing about COVID was it was like, I literally am being forced to live at home with my parents pretty much. So I'm just gonna use this time to almost be like a kid again and just live with my family, you know, eat our little family dinners together and, and watch a show together or, or, Bon. I mean, my mom and I, we, we worked on many jigsaw puzzles together mm. during that time. And it was just, there was this level of wholesome, of wholesome um, closeness and kindness and caring that came with the pandemic because the world was just going through this really, really difficult thing. Um, the ability to just stay close to your loved ones and really spend valuable time together was something that I was thankful for given the the situation. I also think that because we had one year away from home that it kind of made us appreciate the house life more. Definitely, definitely. And and when I, when we were stuck during quarantine, my family and I would watch Jeopardy every night during dinner. And I was thinking to myself, when was the last time we did this? Because everybody's been busy with jobs and college for my sister and I. So when is the next time we're gonna have this? We don't know. So. Let's just enjoy this time to ourselves, I guess, for lack of a better term, one last time. Absolutely. I think that is a perfect example of um, something good about the pandemic was just getting that quality family time that, you know, if you think about it, you don't really get except for like holidays or maybe the summer or something. But usually it's just kind of a week here and there for for a holiday. And, And even then it's like you're so wrapped up in... Um, in celebrating whatever holiday it is or whatever celebration um, is going on that you almost don't get the chance to just like stop and just relax and just simply like be in the moment. And so that was, that was, it was a nice change. It it was, and in some ways it felt like high school again, living with my parents and us cooking dinner together, watching Jeopardy together, me doing classes upstairs remotely. It felt like high school. It did, it definitely did. Because I, yeah, I remember in high school, there would be times where I would just kind of chill upstairs and spend hours doing homework because at the time I was kind of a perfectionist. Um, and then, you know, eat dinner with family, watch a show maybe, and then either do more homework or go to bed, who knows. But it was, it was definitely a simpler time then. Yeah. And when we were all sort of quarantined, it was a simpler time. Well, I don't want to say it was a simpler time. It was simple for, um, in terms of- Routine? Routine, yes, exactly. It was a simple routine that we were following. Um, 
as as family members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you mentioned that you were a little bit of a perfectionist. So do you see that loosen up a little bit during COVID as we put an emphasis on mental health? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I think once the pandemic hit and especially a few months after, um, we had gotten a little bit more used to what it was like to be kind of confined back in your hometown uh, with your family and maybe a couple friends. I sort of indirectly developed this mindset of, you know, there's so much badness in the world right now. There's so many bad things going on that I I want to do something for me. Like I, we deserve to treat ourselves. We do. We deserve, you know, to to let ourselves engage in in our our more personal and wants and needs that we might not always give ourselves when we're wrapped up in the hustle and bustle of working and school and project, project, project. So it definitely changed my mindset on that between coming to college um, and just sort of learning that at the end of the day, you know, homework isn't like the only thing that matters in the world by any means, it is not. And learning that and then that plus the pandemic, it was really just like, it it was a a big moment of reflection. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, what are we doing here? And what is really important to me, to my family, to everyone who's going through this? It was a moment of like, let's take a step back and think about what really matters. I definitely feel like during COVID, a lot of people felt the need to also detach from the horrors from the world with COVID and job insecurity, financial insecurity, and the whole dumpster fire that was 2020. Definitely. I think um, that's why I know like so many people were using TikTok a bunch and watching certain TV shows and movies um, and and working on projects and just spending time with family because it was like, what else are you going to do, first of all? And second of all, like there's a lot of bad things going on right now in the world. Um, So let's just celebrate the good and Mm -hmm. enjoy the good because at, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you have to just go with it because you don't have control over these things. I mean, you might have a little bit of control, but not in the grand scheme of things. So, um, and that goes for everything too, not just COVID, that's life. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be things that are really, really difficult and really painful, really sad, really upsetting um, that everyone is going to experience in some way or another. And the ability to be able to, um, you know, to deal with those things but also to find joy in life is extremely important. And that was a huge, huge lesson that I learned from COVID. Um, life is messy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be awful sometimes, but there's always got to be a way for you to enjoy it somehow. Find joy, find happiness as much as you can with what you're given. Uh, and that was definitely a huge thing that COVID, I think, taught me and I'm assuming many other people. Yeah. I've struggled with workaholism a lot too. Like I mentioned, I did that IB diploma program. And before that I was in the Indian education system. And both of those kind of hardwired you to, I mean, the intent was to make you well-rounded, but as you mentioned way earlier, a lot of people just overburdened themselves with projects, assignments, volunteer work. And I know kids, like some kids from IB who would study during field trips or study at a stoplight 
And so, yeah, workaholism, I've struggled with it a lot and I still struggle with it to this day. But during COVID, I at least acknowledged that it was a problem because it was, I think that working yourself to death is like seen as a badge of honor in a lot of societies, especially American society. Definitely. I, it, unfortunately, it is. And I think that that is, you know, personally, I think that's terrible because I think, you know, you sh I, I think there's a difference between pushing yourself and working hard and and maybe letting some other parts of your life um, fall behind a little bit when you're really in the in the thick of it, working on a project that you deeply, deeply care about. That's not, you know, that it's it's not to say that you should like never work hard or, or or anything like that because you should you know you should work on things that you care about and you should care about making things that make the world a better place etc but it's also it's like you have to find a balance because if you're just constantly like trying to do a project or or some something you know um some form of work then it's sort of like you know, is all this really worth living for at all? You know, because then it's just like, you're just, you're just spending your whole life working and it's like, what's the point, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I think it's just so important to find the balance between uh, working hard, but also having time for yourself. And, you know, that's not to say that I have, I don't think any of us have it completely figured out because no. we all struggle with it, especially here in the U.S. But it's, it's something to like strive for, I think, and to keep in mind is that, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't just be totally, you know, totally disregard um, uh, making a difference in the world, doing things and, and working because that's a really important part of life. But an equally important part of life is, is relaxation, reflection, time for yourself. So relaxation, taking care of your health. Like um, one time in March, 2020, I, I hadn't, I, th I think it was an ulcer. It felt like an ulcer. And I felt too guilty to take time off. So I still worked on a set and I still went on college radio, even though I had an ulcer because I felt too guilty to take time off. And if that happened today, I would absolutely not do any of that stuff. I would take care of myself. And because of COVID, I learned that. Yeah, I think that's a perfect example of sort of some of the lessons that COVID inevitably taught us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I want to go into like the job sector now, since we are graduating in December during the middle or hopefully the tail end of the pandemic. And so you have two remote internships, right? I do. Well, yes, one of them is remote and then one is sort of hybrid, mostly in person, but sometimes remote. Um, and so that's, you know, part of our program here in LA is doing internships. Um, so I, I wanted to get the most out of that and make connections, which is another reason that we're here. Um, learn new things, which I have learned a lot while I'm here. But I will say that once this semester ends in a couple weeks from now, which again is crazy, yeah. um, I am really committed to taking the rest of the month of December and just enjoying the time with my family because I've been gone from them for a lot this year between Spain and now Los Angeles. It's it's, I've been gone for a while and I just want to be with them, just enjoy um, my birthday, which is in December and the holidays and everything. And then, you know, then maybe once January hits, I'll start looking for, for um, more work. Um, I know there's a couple things that I could do next year while I'm home, but I think for me at least, um, I want to focus on me, my family when I'm home for December. And I will say I, I have very bad 
kind of like career and opportunity FOMO. So when I see other people, especially social media is a big LinkedIn culprit. LinkedIn, oh my God. LinkedIn is, LinkedIn is like envy, like of the seven sins, it's envy is LinkedIn. Yes, without a doubt is LinkedIn. It's, it can, it can be toxic, honestly. And I mean, I, I understand the purpose of it and I think it's a good, a good site and a good, uh, you know, social media platform, but I, I have to distance myself from it at times, especially times like now when everyone is, or a lot, not everyone, but a lot of people are getting jobs and are finding these opportunities. And I, I don't like this about myself, but I always take things personally and I'm like, I get jealous and I'm like, why am I not doing that? You know, I'm not doing enough, blah, blah, blah. Another byproduct of this, I think it's, it's this mindset we have that we always have to be working and doing Mm -hmm. something, you know? And, um, and so I have to remind myself, like, it's okay. Like you have the rest of your life to live. God for, you know, oh no, you're going to take one month off to just like, you know, celebrate the fact that you graduated. Like, it's okay. You can do that. That's fine. You know? Um, and so, so yeah, I think especially with LinkedIn, oh my God, and, and just other, even other forms of so- social media nowadays, it's just kind of another reminder of look what I'm doing that you're not doing. And, and that can get a little bit damaging in some ways. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, and that's not to say that the social media site itself is totally awful and totally terrible, but it's, again, you have to find a bit of a balance and take it with a grain of salt of like, okay, so-and-so is doing this cool thing. That's great. I don't, I don't have to do that just because they're doing it. You know, yeah. if it's something I want to do, okay. You know, maybe they inspired me to do something, but you just have to, You just have to take a step back and think like, whoa, is this, you know, is this what I actually want to do? I'll admit, I also get FOMO a lot to whether it's somebody posting themselves being at a party on Instagram. Happens to me all the time. I hate saying it, but I do get FOMO all the time when I go on social media. And on LinkedIn, sometimes it happens where I'm like, am I good enough? Because this person is doing something that I'm not happens all the time like when they got a job and i'm still applying for jobs and like i mentioned facebook instagram i mean i quit snapchat two years ago but you you get what i'm saying like you get fomo everywhere you go on social media everywhere yeah in in every regard to social career related relationship i mean it's you name it you know there's just it's just like a constant reminder of things and you know uh it's also people aren't going to post about their worst you know, you know, when you go on LinkedIn, you have to remind yourself, okay, this person may have found a job, but they're also not posting the 20 rejections that they probably got yeah. too. you know, and mm-hmm. you have to remind yourself that, but it's hard because when you just, when you just are kind of stimulated by all these images of people talking about their success, it's, it's so hard to not, you know, take it personally and feel down on yourself, but it's just, it's, it's difficult and it's something that we all have to practice kind of dealing with and working on and, and understanding that there's more to everything than what it appears on, than how it appears on social media. Yeah, social media is very, very filtered information about somebody's life. Like you don't know what's going on. That's a good way of putting it. It's just, it's very filtered. It's by no means unfiltered, just like... Uh, what what's really going on behind the scenes you know so so you just have to kind of take it with a grain of salt i think and yeah. that's an important lesson i also think there's like this 
meant that if you're not successful by 25, then you're doomed for the rest of your life. And also, I read somewhere that after you hit 20, then life just speeds up. So it feels like you don't have enough time, even though, like you said earlier, Laura, you have the rest of your life to figure this stuff out. Definitely. I can already tell that, like, after graduating at whatever, you know, my first couple of jobs are going to be and most likely they're not going to be, you know, my dream job because I just graduated and I'm going to have to be okay with that because um, everyone has to go through that point in a way is just to just to keep at it and whatever you want to do. I mean, you, chances are you can probably do it. You just um, might not get to it for a few years or for a while. I mean, um, that's normal. And, and like you said, like this myth that you're you have to be successful by 25, I think is insane because I'm not going to be anywhere near where I want to be by 25. And if I am, then yay, that's great. But I, I, I doubt it. And to people who are yay for them, but I just, yeah, everyone's path is different. And I just mm -hmm. have to remind myself day after day after day. Um, we are not, you know, carbon copies of each other. We're not, we are all different people, different dreams, different goals, different lives, different paths. Mm -hmm. And since you mentioned remote work, do you think that, do you think because it was remote that it was easier for you to find internships in some cases? Yeah, definitely. Um, that was, that was another, you know, somewhat good thing about, um, you know, a good result of the pandemic was, you know, a lot of people think the remote, remote jobs are not ideal and not as good as in person, which is true to an extent, mm -hmm. you know, you don't get that face-to-face -face interaction and, um, you know, you kind of stuck in your house all day doing work, which can get to be a bit much. But, you know, in terms of transportation, um, having to like dress all nice from head to toe and things like that, um, it can be really beneficial. And I know for us here, we don't we don't have vehicles in L.A., no. uh, which is pretty difficult, especially in L.A. And so having a remote internship here has definitely um, been beneficial in that regard of of not having to find transportation pay for transportation um and that probably wouldn't be the case as much if the pandemic hadn't happened so i'm not saying that it was worth a pandemic to get remote work but it definitely made it easier for people like us because if it wasn't remote then i wouldn't have been able to find some internships my past two internships were completely remote and um I know a lot of people are moving out of the big cities like Los Angeles because they can work remotely. I know somebody who was gonna move to Los Angeles for a job, but then went remote. So they ended up staying at home in I think Arizona. So I think small cities will benefit a lot from this because people aren't gonna like have that big brain drain over there. Definitely, definitely, yeah. And, and you know, like you said, obviously none of this was worth a pandemic, but we didn't really have that much control over it at all, really at all. So we're just, we're doing the most with what we can, and um, and you know trying to make the most of some of the uh, the uh, indirect benefits that have come from this crazy situation. Mm -hmm. And so I guess the final thing I want to talk about is entering the job market during COVID as a fresh college graduate. Yeah, I think you know as we said. Um, we're a little bit luckier in the sense that we didn't get, we didn't graduate and then immediately get hit with the pandemic. We've had time to prepare a little bit and kind of get a feel for what life is like with this all going on now. And so that part is nice, but it is difficult because it's still here and it's still going on. So, um, 
I think, you know, like we were saying, there will be lots of remote opportunities, which can be nice because, you know, maybe you can you can live in your hometown if you want. You can live with your parents or not if you don't want to do that. But, um, you know, maybe there, there might be a f there might be fewer opportunities. Sure. But um, I think that we've adapted and come a long, long way since the beginning of the pandemic. And I think that um, because of because we've had all this time to adapt and understand what life is sort of like and how we have to combat this um, this situation, I think that we will, I hope that we will be able to figure it out and be able to find something. Um, yeah. I hope so too. And I hope that most places will go back to in person because human beings were not designed to spend the rest of their life in front of a computer. We just weren't. I mean, maybe for some people, if they have to, I hope that opportunity is still there, but I hope most people are able to return to in-person at some capacity. Definitely. Even if it's hybrid, like in, like, a, okay, you come into the office on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, you come like Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, yeah, as much as, as sometimes advantageous as remote work can be at the end of the day, yeah, I mean... There have been days where I've just sat in front of my computer all day, gotten headaches from staring at the screen and haven't really talked to anyone like face to face or very minimally. And that's not ideal either. Um, so, so, you know, like you said, and by no means are we done adapting to COVID-19. We're still, it's still, if you think about the grand scheme of things, it's still kind of early. Um, we certainly made a lot of progress since March 2020, but there's lots of more progress to be made. Um, and hopefully we'll find that we'll, we'll get back to sort of that balance of in-person interaction while keeping it safe with the pandemic and, and making things easier for people like us who are about to graduate and about to start looking for jobs. Um, in entertainment. In entertainment, yeah, which adds a whole other layer of, of complexity. Complexity because... I've heard some places have just cut their writing staffs in half during COVID because it's just not ideal to have 15 writers on Zoom. So they've cut their writing room to like think six or sevens. So that'll be very challenging because we're both development people. Definitely, yeah. It's it's no doubt more challenging uh, with with the situation of the world. But I, I'm a very I'm kind of a kind of an optimist. I would say maybe a realistic optimist in a way. But I think that with enough enough perseverance and hard work and networking, making connections, um, and just sort of, yeah, just, just striving for what you want that um, we'll be able to, to eventually find jobs that are what we want to do and go from there. Yes. And so I think, Laura, we're at the end of the podcast series here. Yes, that's crazy. And so do you have any words of advice to anybody who's in the same situation as us graduating in December 2021 during the pandemic? Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of just what we talked about and, and kind of summarizing, I think it's it's just important to note that one, take time for yourself when you need it because you should. And because uh, we all have our own personal and mental, physical, emotional, you name it, needs and those matter. And so pay attention to that, take care of that. Uh, don't give up if you have a job, you know, if you if you find a job, um, 
right out of college and you don't like it, that doesn't mean that you're going to hate your job and hate your life for the rest of your life. It's just one job that you won't like um, and you'll move on from that and you'll learn from it. And if you can't find a job, don't give up because there will be jobs out there for you. There just will, you know, you, you will find something. Chances are it won't be perfect and it won't be your favorite job. It won't be your dream job. But um, if you just keep kind of working at it and keep sort of refining your idea of what you really want out of life, then I think anybody can realistically and within reason do anything that they want to and that they set their mind to. Um, and that, you know, yeah, there's this pandemic, but we've, we've started adapting to it. We're still adapting to it. And that's kind of the beauty of human nature is that we adapt to our surroundings and our circumstances. And so I think that it's obviously this awful thing that happened, but we are, we are strong as humans and we will persevere. And I think you just have to be hopeful and be optimistic, realistic, but also optimistic too. And, um, and you can find your way and you will have your own path different from everyone else, but there is a way. I just add my, I want to add my two cents to that is that if your career plans change, don't freak out. Just, of course, develop a new plan, but just go with the flow. Don't freak out if things suddenly change and aren't the way you previously thought you wanted to go. And again, we mentioned so many times, mental health is very important. Now, there are going to be days where that's just not going to be possible to completely relax. That's going to happen, but try to achieve that as much as possible. Because I think with the IATSE strike that almost happened recently, it has taught us that no job is worth their health. No job is worth their health. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that was, I think that was a really good reminder for everyone, not just in the film and media entertainment industry, um, but yeah, that, that mental health matters and we have to take care of ourselves. All right, Laura, so thank you so much for being on the final episode of Let's Talk Media. This has been an insane journey, you know, recording this since March 2020. And here we are in November 2021, recording the last episode. And you're also my 60th and final guest. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Vedant, for having me. I'm honestly so honored to be on the final episode and the last guest, 60th uh, guest here. So <laughs> thank you so much. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And congrats to anybody graduating in December 2021. Congrats, guys. Yes, congratulations. Best of luck. You got this. We got this. Full speed ahead. We got this. And so, Laura, do you have any final comments, like anything we mentioned or forgot to mention? I think we covered a lot. I really do. I think we we had an honest discussion about um, school, college, work-life balance, and, and everything in between. A perfect symbolic way to end the podcast. Agreed. All right, Laura, thank you so much again. Thanks again, Vedant.